Games rated RP to T. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we preview a year of big games coming to Nintendo Switch. My name is Chris, and this episode I'm joined by two returning guests and good friends of mine on the communications team at Nintendo of America, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. How's it going, Chris? And Jason. Hi, Jason. Hello. It's great to be back. It's great to have you back. Thank you both for coming back on the show. And, you know, this is our first episode of 2022, and to kick things off, we're going to take a look at a lot of the big games coming to Nintendo Switch this year. And we waited a little bit longer than usual to do this episode because a little bird told me there might be some cool announcements coming, and that bird was right on the money. You know, we just saw a bunch of game announcements in the Nintendo Direct, and if you ask me, 2022 is looking like it could be one of the best years for Nintendo Switch so far, so... There are way more games actually coming this year than we could ever fit into a single episode. Um, but we're going to skip all the usual episode segments and limit this discussion to just games that were in the Nintendo Direct so we can hopefully touch on as many of them as we can. So are you guys ready to get going? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome, great. All right, so starting on February 9th, actually going back just a little bit to Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings. Now, technically, these are releasing the day before we're going to post this episode, so they'll be in the past and won't necessarily be upcoming games anymore, but I couldn't just skip over them. You know, I'm so excited to play these classic, quirky, endearing RPGs on Nintendo Switch, and anybody who has any kind of um, you know, Nintendo Switch online membership can re-experience them or try them out for the first time and see what all the fuss is about. And also, while I'm looking backwards just a little bit, I just want to remind everyone that Pokemon Legends Arceus kicked this year off in a big way just at the end of last month. And uh, that game's getting a lot of really good attention, so it's definitely one to check out for sure if you haven't already. All right, now we can finally start looking ahead, and on March 4th, we have Triangle Strategy. Um, Jason, what do you think about this game? So I'm working really closely on on this title, and I am a big fan of... Uh, Square Enix's approach to tactics games. So this one looks uh, very much in line with uh, some of the old fan favorites, as well as uh, for folks who may have played Octopath Traveler uh, a few years ago mm -hmm. on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this one looks really solid. I really love the mechanics of uh, Scales of Conviction. It's kind of a way to incorporate your entire team, as well as... Uh, their decisions on what you should do next, whether it's in battle or uh, where to move throughout the land of Norzelia next. So uh, it's definitely one on my radar, and I'm very excited to see it get uh, another demo. That's uh, super exciting. And not only that, but a demo that allows you to carry your progression into the full game uh, if you pick that up on the eShop or at launch. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that just as a... Uh, uh, an item that exists for that game. So uh, I'm definitely going to be picking that up and, and getting a head start on the game. Definitely. You know, that demo goes through the end of Chapter 3, so it looks like there's a, a good amount there to uh, to kind of test the waters with. Anthony, um, we've got a lot of these, as we're, we'll see as we go through the games. A lot of games are now kind of adopting that HD 2D look, which I personally love. So what do you think of this one, Triangle Strategy? 
Yeah, I was I was just gonna mention that because um yeah like I Jason mentioned um, Octopath Traveler and um you know I love that similar art style um and just a game you could really like immerse yourself in and so you know if you just want to really get lost in that universe for hours upon hours then you can totally do that um so that's what I'm looking forward to um and then yeah I know just the uh, the the fact that there is a demo where you can carry your safe progress over um that's like an amazing thing so i'm definitely going to try that out um but yeah definitely excited just because i love that art style yeah for sure and you know the demo for octopath traveler is what really got me interested in that game so um you know i think this is a great idea especially you know when you're talking about rpgs which sometimes they cross over and become huge kind of broadly appealing games and sometimes it's more of the core rpg fans that really pay attention but uh, you see something that looks like it has a lot of potential, and I'm glad that a lot more people are going to get a chance to try it out. All right, so moving on to March 18th, we are going to have Wave 1 of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. Um, I am the biggest, well, I guess I should say, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of listeners would claim to be the biggest fan of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It is one of my all-time favorite games, easily in my top five, definitely my favorite racing game. So when I heard about this, I couldn't have been more excited. Anthony, how about you? Yeah, so I it definitely is in like dev, my like top tier of games, and uh, I, I did think of you too, Chris, because I know you are a huge fan <laughs> and uh, definitely the office champion as far as uh, Mario Kart goes. So um, this is definitely gonna you know get a few of us ready to challenge you for the the title and uh, <laughs> maybe practice on some of these uh, remastered courses. So yeah, I. I'm super excited for this. I know I'm feeling the heat. I feel like I got to get in there right away and really, really get to grips with these courses so that I don't, I don't lose my spot here. Yeah, we're office. coming for, we're gunning for the title. <laughs> Jason, do I have to worry about a threat from you? Are you going to be gunning for the title as well? I'm, uh, you know, I don't think we've had the the pleasure of enjoying some cart battles uh, and and races. So, um, I, I, it's you know, to be seen. We will, we will see. <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm super excited for the uh, booster course pass. I think I have a lot of favorite levels from throughout the Mario Kart franchise. I was a huge DS fan. I loved the Wii version. I loved uh, Mario Kart 7 on 3DS. So I, I think there's a lot of great potential for uh, what's coming down the line. And I mean, 48 courses, that's so much, uh, especially coming over, you know, Basically, a, a two-year period, there will be no shortage of, uh, you know, different cups that you can make and, and things like that. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited. It's been a while since I've played on my Nintendo Switch and, and really opened up uh, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but uh, it's, you know, perfect time to get back into it. That's right. This is a game that I, I come back to pretty regularly, but but have, I'm currently on, uh, I think for the past couple of months at least, have been sleeping on a little bit. So definitely going to get back in there, play some online courses, get brushed up on my skills a bit uh, to prepare. And, uh, you know, like you guys said, I mean, six waves of eight courses each, um, you know, released uh, up through, um, you know, or at least I think that the wording was they're supposed to all be out by the end of 2023. So um, I just cannot wait to get in there. That's basically, it, no, it literally is doubling the number of courses in the game. And, um, and of course, uh, you know, like you guys mentioned, uh, you know, I was a big fan of all those past versions too. And you look at some of the courses that, that we've seen already, Coconut Mall from, from the Wii version, Choco Mountain from Nintendo 64, and then Tokyo Blur from Mario Kart Tour, which is uh, the mobile game. 
And I'm especially interested in, in, um, in this track because it's never been played with traditional console Mario Kart controls before. Of course, Mario Kart Tour has its own kind of unique style of play. So I'm very excited for that. And I can't wait to get in there. Of course, playing these online, but then I really enjoy in single player even going in and trying to get a three-star you know, gold cup on each of these courses. So definitely going to be doing that. And then the, the best news is... Um, of course, you know anybody can um, buy the the season pass for all of these courses for twenty four ninety nine, or if you already have a Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack membership, you can access them without paying anything extra. So that's a lot of people that right there from day one are going to be able to play these courses. So super super looking forward to that. And then just a little bit later in March, on March twenty fifth, one of my other um, games that I'm most looking forward to, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, Jason, have you always been a big Kirby fan? And, and, uh, what do you think of this one? Yeah. Uh, fun fact about me personally, uh, Kirby's adventure is actually, uh, the first NES game I ever beat on my own. Um, so I've got deep roots with Kirby. I'm, I'm super excited for this one. Uh, it's, it, it, a, it looks incredible in a way that, uh, you know, Kirby is is really stepping into its own and uh, getting some really great, uh, you know, level design vibes. I love the aesthetic of kind of this very bright, uh, almost post-human world with some uh, just really interesting uh, level design for a Kirby title. You think of woods and uh, forests and things like that with, with Kirby, but this you're in you know a dilapidated mall you're in uh like waterworks and different things like that it's it's a really different take um and i'm i'm really looking forward to play uh playing it yeah absolutely anthony how about you yeah i'm i'm extremely excited for kirby i've always been a kirby fan and it wasn't the first game i ever i ever beat but um definitely one of my favorite games and um yeah you know just like the I mean, one, just like Jason was kind of mentioning, some of the, the different, um, like, air, like, environments um, and worlds that you're in in this game, it, they just really look amazing, unlike probably anything you've seen in a Kirby game. And um, there's that the new mouthful mode, which is, like, really mm -hmm. cool because instead of just having, like, a copy ability that Kirby usually gets, you actually become <laughs> the item, so that is... It looks uh, so funny when you see Kirby <laughs> stretched out over a vending machine or a car or something. Yeah, or, like, a street cone or something, and uh, mm -hmm. it's just wild, and I think that's, like, what I love about the series so much is that it's just so wacky and wild, but, like, Kirby is just the hero that we all need, you know, <laughs> so... And especially mm -hmm. in my a lot of my fandom, too, comes from Super Smash uh, Bros and playing playing Kirby uh, there all the time too. But um, yeah, big affinity for Kirby on my end. Yeah, definitely. And you know, um, I wish I had the same um, old school credentials with Kirby that you do, Jason, but I actually didn't start getting into the the character and the, the games until probably the Nintendo DS. I remember there were some more experimental kind of touchscreen focused games yeah. that involved Kirby. Mm -hmm. And those were great. Um, and from there, I, I kind of started playing, um, you know, on Wii and the Nintendo uh, Switch and all the other systems going back and, and kind of playing some of those platformers. And they're just always really charming and a lot of fun and just uh, adorably cute. But, you know, something that I'm really liking about what I'm seeing from this game is because of the nature of where you're now exploring a 3D space, 
um, you know, similar to when other franchises first jumped to 3D, I'm getting that sense that, you know, and you know, for example, in in the Nintendo Direct, we saw um, he was using some of those mouthful um, uh, mode kind of abilities, uh, such as when he swallows the the traffic cone and he pierces the pipe, which creates the burst of water that raises him up to a higher area that maybe you didn't even you know, might not have even noticed before. So all of that kind of exploring these areas, finding little secret spots and using all these new abilities is totally in my wheelhouse. That's my favorite kind of game. So I absolutely cannot wait for this. And um, and also like the whole, as we saw in the Nintendo Direct, that whole Waddle D town that kind of grows mm -hmm. the more, yeah. as you rescue more Waddle Ds throughout the levels or the, the, the you know, the areas. And, and I love that it then you can go into, for example, the the Waddle Dee um, weapons shop, and you can actually upgrade your copy abilities so that when you go back out into the the, the game and, and, and play those levels, you're even more powerful. You've even got slightly different abilities. That's the kind of thing, you know, kind of leveling up, growing your, your, you know, what you can do in the game is also something that I really enjoy. So, so much there that I'm excited for, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, you mentioned too the uh, evolving copy abilities, which is really cool because it's like, you know, usually Kirby's already pretty powerful, right, with like um, a copy ability like like sword, you know, the sword copy ability, for example. But then he just gets a giant sword, <laughs> which is <Yeah. laughs> which just like, yeah, it just looks insane and Kirby could not be more powerful now. <laughs> I know, he's just got that giant sword resting over his like puffball shoulder kind of. <laughs> yeah, it really looks amazing. Yeah, and his his dragon form as well was a, a show stealer for me in in the presentation. I think uh, I'll definitely be gearing up. I mean, always obviously always a fan of Kirby, just uh, mimicking Mario and, and blowing fire. But being able to kind of glide through the air with like fiery dragon wings, get out of here! <laughs> I know, especially when those abilities really let you explore these worlds in new ways. Um, so. So much more there, I think, to discover, and and uh, can't wait to talk about the game, game a lot more in uh, future episodes. All right, so moving on to April 7th, we've got Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition from Square Enix. Of course, this is a remaster of, of a classic RPG. Um, were either of you familiar with the original Chrono Cross? Um, I, so, I mean, I'm lightly familiar. I, you know, it was not a... Um series that I ever sort of like, you know, played through and through and, and you really um, dove in. But um, yeah, I mean, I have vague memories of, of it and just always sort of like hearing from lots of friends um, who are big fans, just like how amazing it is. And um, yeah, this is like, I always love these opportunities for to, to go back and, and play some of these games that maybe I'm not as familiar with. So this is definitely one of those. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I have very little experience with a lot of, uh, earlier JRPGs. And so, uh, Chrono Cross is, uh, no exception here. Uh, definitely looking forward to, uh, exploring kind of with the, the updated, um, visuals and whatnot. But, um, I, it's set in the same world as Chrono Trigger. I've played Chrono Trigger a decent amount, so... Uh, no, I've never finished a playthrough of that game, so uh, maybe it's time. I, you know, like like Anthony had mentioned before, it's 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 a great time to go back and revisit some uh, some of these titles when they're new and shiny. <laughs> yeah, you know, I sometimes forget that not every gamer is uh, 
as a, let's say as much of a gaming veteran as I am, to put it gently <laughs> uh, with my age. Uh, and, and that's what's so great about a lot of these games, um, you know, that were announced uh, during the Nintendo Direct is, you know, we're bringing back and kind of reimagining or remastering a lot of classic titles that for people like me, you know, we either missed them the first time around or we got to enjoy them and, but we're going to get to enjoy them in a new way now. And, and that's great. I love my nostalgic gaming. Um, but then also for so many more people, it's going to be an opportunity to experience a game for the first time that otherwise might have kind of been lost to time. So, um, you know, I personally have a lot more experience with Chrono Trigger, which is, uh, you know, a, a, a true Super NES classic, um, but not nearly as much with Chrono Cross. So this is definitely going to be an opportunity for me to um, to kind of, um, you know, see what all the fuss was about and kind of enjoy that game that I missed the first time around. Um, now, in this game, you get to, as we saw in the Nintendo Direct, you get to travel between two worlds, and you're going to unravel the mystery of what happened to the main character. And um, depending on the choices you make, you know, there's different characters can join you, and there's different endings. I think there's over 40 characters that um, can join you, so that's pretty interesting. And then um, for the remaster specifically, uh, you've got the ability to turn off enemy encounters, and also the soundtrack has been enhanced. So, you know, even people uh, who who were thoroughly um, familiar with the game back in the day, still has some new stuff to look forward to. And then it also includes Radical Dreamers, which I'd never heard of actually, but I guess was originally released on the Satellaview of all things, which was I think was a Japanese-only <laughs> attachment for the Super NES, which is a text-based adventure that kind of delves into the origins of Chrono Cross. So um, for uh, I think both um, old fans and, and kind of newcomers to the series, there is a lot here to sink your teeth into. And then uh, moving on just a little bit to April 8th, that very next day, we finally are going to get Advance Wars 1 plus, uh, plus 2 Reboot Camp, which I'm a huge Advance Wars fan. I've really been looking forward to this one. Jason, how about you? Yeah, absolutely. I was kind of gobsmacked that this existed when it was first announced. Uh, and, and the uh, Reboot Camp uh, version is looking... Fantastic. I love that the characters are uh, voiced now. The animations look super snappy and stylish. Uh, it's it's a treatment that that series and, uh, you know, both of those games really deserve. So I'm very, very excited for that title. Uh, both of those titles, I guess, because you, you get them both. And uh, I would say that's probably my biggest go-to when it comes to flipping back on a, a Game Boy of some kind is I, I always have Advance Wars 1 ready to go. So, uh, you know, can't come soon enough. <laughs> yeah, similar to, to Fire Emblems, uh, the Fire Emblem series and other games of that type, it is just a great kind of pick up and play game, you know, at any point. Um, Anthony, have you had much experience at all with the Advance Wars series? Yeah, a little bit. And, you know, I'm generally a fan of like, um, just like the turn-based style. Um, and also, the, I mean, the one thing I am excited for is like, obviously the voice, um, some of the voice commanders and... Um, and just the animations, everything looks and it sounds so crisp, but, um, also just the versus mode and being able to, uh, play against some friends. Um, so that's always good for me because me and my friends are always very competitive and will literally find anything to be competitive in, but this is one that we're definitely excited for. Um, got a few, few friends who are excited too. So yeah, I'm definitely, uh, this is a good one for me too. 
Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to some multiplayer. Uh, you know, it has local and online multiplayer. And I actually, for that game, it's a similar kind of turn-based strategy game um, called Wargroove that came out for Nintendo Switch uh, a few years ago. And I ended up playing that one online quite a bit. And I think those games are really well suited for online play. So I'm excited for that. I think we also saw in the Nintendo Direct a couple of other uh, modes. There was War Room, uh, where you uh, try to get high scores, and then Design Room, where you actually get to make your own kind of battlefield maps, which seems really cool. And, um, you know, one last thing I just want to say about this game is, I may have said it before on the show, but I just love the look of this new version. You know, it's almost like, it feels like a board game kind of come to life, right? Like right off the table with the little miniatures of the vehicles on the board. So um, I love what they've done with it and um, just can't wait. Almost there. And then later in April, on April 29th, we have um, a huge new game, in my opinion, that was a big surprise, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Um, I was a big, big fan of the original Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Um, played those games a lot, um, like I think a lot of people, um, judging by um, how, uh, uh, you know, how much you heard about um, Wii and Wii Sports back in the day. Jason, were you a big Wii Sports player? And, and what do you think of this new one? Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, in, like, I think I was the last person in line to pick up my Wii at midnight back in, in 2006. And that, uh, other than spending hours making my me and me's of all of my friends and family, of course, mm-hmm. uh, I played a ton of Wii Sports that first week. And it was definitely a mainstay throughout. Uh, you know, I was in college at the time, so it was like, perfect like dorm room experience with uh you know inviting people in and doing uh you know game of bowling or or tennis or whatever but this uh you know it's great to see that it's back i'm super excited i'm glad that bowling's there um and i actually never played wii sports uh resort so that will be uh kind of a fresh addition when it comes to uh the sword play uh game so um, overall, like probably one of the biggest surprises for me out of the, the whole direct, I think, uh, the little demonstration, uh, that we, we had of the volleyball, uh, that's no joke volleyball. It's, it's pretty tough, uh, to get those movements down and, uh, and, and actually get your teamwork, uh, on point, but the experience, uh, felt right at home. Uh, of playing. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Anthony? Yeah, this is, um, I mean, this is going to be really great. I I think uh, the Wii Sports series and and now with Nintendo Switch Sports, um, it's just a game where literally anyone can be, you know, great or can really challenge you. Um, Yeah, that's just what I'm looking forward to now, especially you can, you know, you have, there's the online play. And so, sort of being able to recreate that experience, you know, maybe I can get my parents involved or, you know, my family who lives a little bit further away from me. So, um, yeah, this, I'm looking forward to playing this one with, uh, with family again, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, you know, when I first saw this, I was really taken aback because of course, when you think of the, um, the original Wii Sports games, uh, they were, you know, for the time they, they looked great, very cartoony, but compared to Nintendo Switch Sports, the graphics have really seen quite a boost, and it still has that cartoony style, obviously, but the arenas and the environments that you're playing in just look so much cooler, and even the characters. You know, we saw some characters in the Nintendo Direct that kind of had me heads, but we also saw some that had kind of a new style that I thought looked really cool. 
And one thing that I loved about Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, and it's it looks to me just from what I've seen um, of of Nintendo Switch Sports that uh, that I think will be very similar. Is you know, of course, these are the kinds of games that that appeal to like everyone, right? Like you don't have to be a hardcore gamer to enjoy playing these games. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's no reason hardcore gamers can't enjoy these games. So I've always enjoyed playing them with my family and my friends, even some who don't play as many games, nearly as many games as me. But I also really enjoy playing them even by myself because I feel like there's a lot to really dial into and kind of master and, 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 and lots of little things you can do in the game. So, um, so super excited for that. And for now you can play all of these online, which is great. Um, locally, of course, as well. And just to recap it, you know, we talked about a few of these, but we got three sports returning from the Wii Sports games, um, tennis and bowling from uh, the original Wii Sports, and then Chambara, which is the sword fighting from Wii Sports Resort. And then three sports that haven't been in these games before, soccer, uh, which is funny to see it using that gigantic ball, you know? And then <laughs> and they even said that, um, you know, the physical version of the game is going to come with that leg strap accessory that we first saw with Ring Fit Adventure and that you can actually swing your leg in real life to kind of, uh, you know, kick the ball in the shootout mode. And then there's going to be an, another uh, free update later in the summer that will let you actually play regular soccer using that leg strap. And then badminton and uh, volleyball, uh, we talked about volleyball, have also been added. So, oh, and then you're going to get an update this fall for free, which adds golf. So um, just so much there to dig into and, and play online and and uh, can't wait. It's going to be really cool. And, um, oh, and I should also mention that coming up here pretty soon, February the 18th through the 20th is the um, the online play test that's taking place, uh, which is available to Nintendo Switch Online members. So um, people who want to uh, look into that may get a chance to um, try out bowling, chambara, and tennis um, quite a bit early. So I'm definitely going to be um, uh, um, participating in that myself. And anyone can go to the official website to learn more information about that. And then sometime in April, we don't have a date for this one yet, we're going to get a second, uh, the second free update for Metroid Dread. Of course, the first free update just launched with Dread mode. So, you know, you can't get hit even once or it's game over, which I'm excited to try to tackle it. But I don't know how I could <laughs> ever beat the final boss without taking even a single hit. Um, but I guess on the plus side, I don't have to worry about spending any time looking for energy tanks <laughs> in this new mode. <laughs> and then, of course, it added rookie mode, which, you know, you recover more energy, um, you know, when you get energy pickups. So that helps people who are new to the series. And then uh, in April, the second update is going to add boss rush mode. Um, so you can just battle the bosses one after the other. So I had already played through this game like four times <laughs> uh, when I first got it. And uh, I'm excited to have a reason to jump back in, although... Um, We'll have to see that the, the we'll have to see if I can actually make it through dread mode or not. Um, Anthony, do you think you have any shot at dread mode? Yeah, I think you know I'm I'm definitely gonna give it a shot. Um, <laughs> I think last time I was on the on the podcast, we talked. We, it was we were talking about Metroid Dread, and uh, yeah, like since then I have put played so many hours of that game um, and played through it more than once. And uh, this is definitely gonna be. Um, a test <laughs> of how much I've actually played, but because uh, you know the one thing too is like the the movement in the game is so smooth, right? It feels so just so good to just like kind of breeze through enemies and levels. And uh, 
I always I always kind of felt like I was pretty good at that, and now this is actually going to test, uh, you know, <laughs> my thoughts on that because um, I don't think I've ever thought about <laughs> dying in one hit uh, when as I'm playing the game. So I'll I'll give it a shot, but like you, I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna promise anything. Yep. Well, you know what's interesting is some of the more challenging parts in Metroid Dread is when you encounter the enemies, and those were always kind of one-hit game overs anyway. So at least that part yeah. of the game doesn't really get any more difficult. Um, Jason, what do you think? You gonna you gonna take on this ultimate challenge? Uh, no, I have to say that rookie mode is more my speed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I absolutely adore uh, challenges like this put before. Uh, folks who really love these titles, I'm ex- super excited to see what um, you know the speedrunning community or uh, just general fans who you know are diehard Metroid fans uh, do with this because I, I think there's a lot of uh, potential for glory, we'll say. Um, but the boss rush mode is is something that I think I would definitely get behind. I've always really loved the uh, boss design in Metroid games. And uh, Dread is is no exception in that. And uh, just being able to kind of uh, hurry through and see the different mechanics and uh, and whatnot is very appealing to me. So uh, more Dread, all good, all good to me. <laughs> Absolutely, well put. All right, so moving on to June 10th, we've got what, what for me was another huge surprise in the Nintendo Direct, which is Mario Strikers Battle League. I was so happy to see this series return. Anthony, how about you? Oh yeah, I was so excited to see this. Um and just yeah, just from the first look at the game, I mean, I was like just so excited. Um and uh yeah, I mean, I I'm a big fan of just like the the Mario and Mushroom Kingdom sort of like sports series. Um I I played a ton of uh Mario Tennis. Um and uh soccer and Mario Strikers is definitely Oh, one that I uh, I remember playing a lot with friends um, on the GameCube, and uh, it was one of those games where we just got like oddly um, and intensely competitive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this, and um, some of you know my favorite characters that you don't always see a ton, um, like uh, like Waluigi, and and you know I mean I know Wario just had a there had a game come out recently, but. Um, those are two of my favorites, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to jump in with those those guys. Same here, you know, and it, 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 I was just going to say the last Mario Strikers game was Mario Strikers Charged for yeah. Wii in 2007, so it's been about 15 years, so I didn't realize so much time had passed, um, so uh, I can't wait to jump back in. Jason? Yeah, uh, I, was, I was just going to say, I think uh, any and all uh, Wario and Waluigi I'm here for it. Uh, the style they brought to Mario Golf Super Rush last year was exceptional. So I am very uh, much looking forward to the the new folds of this game. The customization looks great. The uh, kind of irreverence to rules and soccer yes. or football in yes. general uh, is very much appreciated. And, and uh, I think the eight-player uh, games are going to get just absolutely wild. So uh, very, very excited for that one. Yeah, not just eight players, um, you know, with four on each team. But um, I also like that there's online play modes, um, not just individual matches, but 
I'm really intrigued by this whole idea of joining a club. You know, you join a club and you compete for placement in the rankings and up to 20 people can join a club. So that sounds pretty exciting. Um, and then you combine that, like you said, with the customization options where you change your gear to change stats like strength, speed, shooting, passing, technique. There's a lot there. You know, on the surface, it just looks like, you know, wild kind of arcadey fun, which I love. I love those kinds of sports games. I, as much as I love sports, I've never been as into the the really realistic simulations. I've always personally preferred the more video gamey sports video games. And so, you know, I love that kind of uh, action, but then I also like being able to drill down and have a little strategy too with with um, how I'm setting up my gear. So um, super excited. And, um, you know, I know this is a franchise that some fans have been waiting uh, to see again. So I'm really excited for them too, to be able to um, experience it. All right, so June 24th, we've got another surprise, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Now I, know, I remember that when Fire Emblem um, Three Houses came out for Nintendo Switch, I don't know, a couple of years ago now, um, that really um, blew through the office and there were a lot of people playing it at the same time, a lot of people talking about it. And a lot of people I remember really fell in love with those characters. So it was so cool to see those characters again in the Nintendo Direct. Um, Anthony, what do you think? I know, I think you were playing Fire Emblem with us uh, back when it was kind of sweeping through the office, right? Yeah, I definitely was playing um, with a lot of people. And I think we even had like, um, I think we had like a wall, like a, a board somewhere in the office where we were kind of like tracking like um, which house people had had joined. Um, and I can't remember which was the, right. <laughs> the favorite, but uh, I remember it was really popular. And so... Yeah, that was, for me, that was definitely, I wouldn't say it was, like, sort of my entry into the Fire Emblem series, but um, it was definitely probably the one that I played the most and got the most invested in. Um, and so, yeah, with Fire Emblem Warriors, I mean, um, I, I, again, just love that, you know, we get to experience a different story um, with those characters in, in that in that same world. and. Um, definitely, uh, the the warrior style of gameplay is one I'm a, I'm a big fan of. Um, definitely, you know, I'm I'm very much like an action adventure um, player usually, and so um, this you know kind of goes right up my alley a little bit. So, yeah, I'm excited for this, and again, it's definitely just fresh for me because I was very into um, uh, Three Houses, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Jason, were you a big Fire Emblem Three Houses player? Uh, Contrary to my love for the Advance Wars series and even some of the early Fire Emblem games, I actually haven't played Three Houses. Uh, but I will say I am a, a pretty big fan of the recent uh, Muso games that we've been working with Koei Tecmo on. Uh, a huge Zelda fan and the uh, both Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity and uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition uh, have gotten quite a bit of playtime on my Nintendo Switch. So, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that if the the itch needs scratching, then <laughs> then I will definitely check it out. Uh, I think it looks really great, um, but I also feel like if I were to play a Fire Emblem game now, I should probably go back and play Three Houses. So who knows, maybe double feature, Three yeah. Houses into Three Hopes. Nice. You're setting yourself up for a lot of, uh, of fun hours right there. I, you know, I think um, that's interesting, your point of view there, because, you know, I look at this and I say, you know, I'm so glad that whether you're talking about Fire Emblem Warriors or Hyrule Warriors, that these kinds of games give us another opportunity 
to kind of revisit these these worlds and these universes that um, you know you really grow attached to in the original games. But it's interesting, you know, from your perspective, uh, it's the kind of because the gameplay is so action oriented, it can you know also appeal to different types of players who might not be as familiar with the original kind of RPGs or or, or adventure games in the case of Legend of Zelda. So. Um, yeah, I guess it kind of is whether you're a, a series fan already or, or someone who's just checking it out, um, these games uh, have a lot to offer. All right, so moving on to June 30th, one that I'm personally really, really looking forward to and been looking forward to now for well over a year since it was first announced, is Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course um, from Studio MDHR. Now, this, of course, is uh, the DLC that will provide the final new content to the original Cuphead game, which has been out for several years now, and I've really enjoyed it on Nintendo Switch, despite how punishingly difficult it is. <laughs> it has that old-school 2D kind of side-scrolling run-and-gun gameplay, but with, with an old-fashioned animation style that I don't remember seeing since cartoons that I watched when I was a kid, and they were old even then, um, but it's just so smoothly animated and uh, just so charming and funny, uh, and I can't wait to play this, this new version. Um, Jason, are you familiar at all with Cuphead? Have you had a chance to get, you know, obliterated by that game again and again? I have indeed. And I will say uh, it's very much worth it just to be able to behold those uh, those visuals. I I know that uh, a show has also been announced um, and, and that I'm very much looking forward to. But I just love that old uh, old timey style of animation. Uh, I think the addition of Miss Chalice will be really cool and getting kind of another um, mode of play. But yeah, some of the the bosses featured in uh, the the trailer there, while incredible, I just um, kind of <laughs> also very daunting <laughs> looking. <laughs> some of their attacks flying at you, it it, uh, it definitely puts you on guard, even just uh, just watching. So uh, I guess. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it does have that old school appeal, right? Of like, it's super hard, but when you finally do, the better you get, the the the, the longer you can last, and eventually you kind of master it, and you're, you're you know you're looking like a pro here. You're not taking any damage like you used to. You're learning the patterns, and then when you finally beat a boss, it's so satisfying. Um, Anthony, how about you? Are you familiar with Cuphead? Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't. So you know, sometimes I wonder why we love to torture ourselves. But um, <laughs> it's uh, again, it's the visuals of the game, um, sort of like you said, the mastery of of those patterns and that feeling of just triumph uh, once you finally get through that really difficult, uh, you know, boss or um, whichever one you're going through is is so good. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's just being able to just like even as you're sort of like struggling <laughs> insanely, like being able to just watch this game and just how beautiful um, the animations are and just the visuals is is enough for me. And I that's kind of why I, I really loved Cuphead and uh, will definitely get back into the DLC. So um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for this. Yeah, it's so creative and so unique. And, um, and you know, it's such a great fun uh, two-player game as well. I played this a lot with my son, and and I'm just going to brag here for a minute. He actually, um, I, I could, he and I tackled the final boss, the devil, uh, several times, many many times actually, and couldn't do it. And um, I kind of gave up temporarily, and eventually he went on and beat it all by himself. So, <laughs> uh, just knowing that he he beat the game without me uh, means that not only am I proud of my son, but I really got to step up my own game here <laughs> and um, and uh, and tackle some of this stuff and and, and prove that I'm I'm 
qualified to game alongside him. So looking forward to that. And, you know, I guess if I do continue to have trouble, this new playable character in the DLC, Ms. Chalice, looks like she could be a great one for um, for people who maybe need a little bit of a helping hand because she has double jumps and she can also do rolling dodges. So it seems like she's got a few more options to kind of get out of harm's way. So looking forward to trying all that out again on uh, June 30th. Definitely. And then on July 8th, yeah, on July 8th, we've got another uh, platformer series returning, Klonoa with a Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series from Bandai Namco. Um, this is a game and a series, honestly, I haven't thought about in quite a while because I don't think, unless I missed it, I don't think there's been any new games for a while, but I absolutely loved Klonoa 2, which is included in this in this package. And, um, you know, it's a great kind of uh, side-scrolling 2D, but with kind of 3D graphics um, series that I think should interest a lot of Nintendo fans who are probably into those kinds of games. Um, Jason, have you had any experience with any past Klonoa games? I have not. This is, um, you know, been uh, tangentially aware of the series, but uh, I do really appreciate the the style of the game. And I, and I think I I remember playing Klonoa on a friend's Wii um, years ago, and uh, at, you know, at the time, I think it was. Um, right around when Super Mario Galaxy had come out. And I think Zack and Wiki uh, was another mm -hmm. uh, game that came out around then. And so it was just like this wealth of uh, really great adventure platforming. Um, but other than that, just like one instance where I was visiting them uh, and, and played for <laughs> less than an hour, uh, this, is a, this is a gap in my experience. So it'll be cool to see how uh, it does on Nintendo Switch and uh, what, you know, what the fans uh, bring to its revival, I guess. Not really revival, but, um, you know, this, this update. Mm -hmm. Anthony, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm relatively unfamiliar. unfamiliar. I mean, I know, um, sort of, I know of the series and um, I remember um, sort, of, sort of seeing different games uh, growing up. I mean, I know, like, it's just one of those the series that I've always seen and um you know there's been you know a couple different games and I never really uh, got the chance to check it out so um yeah what from what we saw in the Nintendo Direct um definitely intrigued me I you know I'm, I'm a fan of, of platformers and, and that kind of style so um I'm gonna check it out but yeah this is new for me definitely fresh yeah I think it will be for most players actually I think um Klonoa my impression it's always been one of those series that uh has a more of a core but very dedicated following. So um, I'm hoping that here on Nintendo Switch, uh, it'll find a much bigger audience because these, these games are really uh, very, very fun. All right, on July 22nd, we have a game that I'd only ever heard the title of before, um, which is Live Alive from Square Enix. I know this was uh, a classic RPG from Square that was originally released just in Japan for the Super Famicom, kind of around the mid-90s. But uh, other than that, I knew nothing about it. But after watching um, kind of the trailer in the Nintendo Direct, I am super excited to try this game. Um, Jason, is this something you'd ever even heard of before? Just in, you know, hollowed corridors, right? <laughs> like right. Uh, the the name had, had definitely uh, crossed my path, but uh, it was something that I think uh, had had not really piqued my interest very much. 
that said, the approach to having multiple characters and different time frames and stories and whatnot, um, yeah, I'm <laughs> count me as super interested because uh, I think obviously there's there's always such a, a love for um, the that era of graphics, and I think uh, this game looks like it will uh, pre present some pretty uh, interesting, unique uh, locations and, and characters. I'm particularly interested in, in the robot who seems to be caught up in some sort of uh, space opera. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Anthony, we were talking earlier about you know, games like Octopath Traveler that have mm -hmm. that HD kind of 2D mix of pixel graphics and, and 3D graphics that we're also seeing with Triangle Strategy. I don't know about you, but to me, this looked like it had some of the some of the best of those kinds of graphics. Um, some of the scenes they showed just looked really nice. What did you think? Yeah, I think so. It definitely it, it has that similar uh, visual feel to it, and um, you know, obviously before some of those titles um, that that we spoke about earlier. But um, yeah, I'm also like I, I really I really love the idea of just like telling like multiple stories in you know in one game and. Uh, I usually watch a lot of shows like that with like you know different time periods and stories kind of linking together in some some crazy convoluted way. But um, and I don't I'm not too familiar with the story of this game, but I, I just sort of understanding that it has that similar concept. Um, yeah, I'm in for sure. I mean, definitely can envision myself getting um, you know captivated in the story and um, yeah, that art style of course is is one that I'm a big fan of. So um, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, and like you said, the, the, the stories are all kind of similar in a way, I guess, to Octopath Traveler, which kind of you would play different parts of that game as different characters in their own right. parts of the world dealing with their own stories. And in this one, you can kind of choose, I think, in any order, um, kind of whether you want to play kind of the storyline in, in prehistory or the Wild West. There was Imperial China, and, and one was called the Twilight of Edo, Japan. Then, of course, there's present day, the near future, and the distant future. So you go all the way from prehistory to the distant future, um, that sounds like a lot of very different types of stories and characters. Uh, so a lot of variety and, and interesting things going on in that game. Can't wait. And then, uh, and then just for summer 2022, there were several games discussed in the Nintendo Direct that we don't have exact dates for. But we know sometimes uh, this summer we're going to get Splatoon 3, of course, which we've talked about before. And in the Nintendo Direct, we saw um, the new mode, uh, Splatoon 3 Salmon Run Next Wave. There was also No Man's Sky from Hello Games. Great to see that coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, Front Mission First Remake from Forever Entertainment, another kind of classic um, tactical JRPG coming to uh, Nintendo Switch in a new form. And then I was really surprised by Disney Speedstorm, which, you know, we've seen lots of um, other kinds of branded kart racers before on various systems. But uh, this one looked really cool to me, and I was not expecting the slightly more kind of mature-looking color palette and kind of aggressive action. So those were a few there, Splatoon 3, No Man's Sky, Front Mission First Remake, and Disney Speedstorm all coming out in the summer. Um, Jason, what, what, what there kind of popped out to you the most? Uh, Splatoon 3 and No Man's Sky, I think, are probably the, the big two for me uh, for this summer. I have not had a ton of experience with Splatoon, but... I what I've played I've really liked. Um, I think the 
third game, especially Salmon Run, is very appealing to me from a solo player uh, angle as well as getting a group of friends together um, for some kind of like uh, wave-based action. Uh, no pun intended, maybe a little <laughs> intended. Um, but yeah, the the new uh, weaponry that's been shown off uh, for Splatoon 3 and the uh, just kind of like the isolation, that level. I really loved the tone and the discordance of the trailer. Um, and and the, the music was uh, very unsettling. Uh, so I think that that really sets the, again, sets the tone for uh, these enemies. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's time for me, like uh, you had said earlier, Chris, to, to get my A game on with Splatoon. Mm-hmm. I'm a big shooter fan in general. And um I think this is a probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, gap in in some of my like uh, more prevalent Nintendo first party uh, catalogs. So uh, that and then No Man's Sky. I've been playing No Man's Sky for I can't believe uh, six years now um, wow. across different iterations. So I uh, have most recently been playing on my PC and. Uh, there's just a, a lot to to love about the the loop of that game. I, I think uh, anyone who's familiar with a uh, a Minecraft or a, a Terraria or any other sort of survival uh, based game will will find something to love here. Plus, it's in space and there are aliens, and <laughs> you get to find and fix up ships and uh, explore these crazy mysteries. Um, I think that game has come a long way and it's uh, really a blast to play. And I definitely recommend playing with a, a friend as well. I uh, recently played with a, a good friend of mine and we just went through and kind of did the the main story of the game and were able to set up our own bases and, uh, you know, share resources and stuff. So uh, as, as always, it's dangerous to go alone. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I've only had a chance to play uh, No Man's Sky uh, on other platforms just a little bit, but I'm really um, intrigued by the whole idea that it's this infinite kind of procedurally generated universe. So you can just keep exploring and exploring and exploring, and you won't find any two planets that are exactly the same. Like you're saying, you have to craft tools and 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 create places to live. And then, as we saw in the Nintendo Direct, you uh, you know, you're you're kind of on on trade missions, but also you have the option to fight. And then of course there's a lot of exploring. So, um, you know, just a lot there to do and, and kind of, uh, and I remember the first, one of the first things I did in that game was actually take off from the ground on a planet up through the sky, up to the atmosphere and seamlessly into space. And that felt really kind of magical. Totally. So looking forward to a lot more of that. And then in Splatoon three, I was, I was really happy to see, some of the new things that they added to uh, Splatoon 3 Salmon Run Next Wave, which was being able to toss eggs, you know, that you collect to a teammate yeah. to kind of pass it off and let them try to get it, uh, you know, to where it needs to go. And uh, and then some of those boss salmonids <laughs> looked really, really <laughs> kind of uh, ridiculous in the best possible way, including that giant one, you know, at the end of the trailer that we've never seen before. So those two games for sure. And then... Uh, like I said, Disney Speedstorm and Front Mission First Remake were looking really interesting to me. Anthony, yeah. what about uh, what about you with these games? What what really popped off to you? Yeah, I you know I I work really closely um, here with so many competitive um, 
style games and uh so splatoon has a really you know close place to my to my heart and uh yeah i i'm very excited for splatoon 3 and and yeah, the um the salmon run um trailer like just brought back so many memories of even us playing in the office from time to time just finding some times to to get some games in and uh yeah i it's uh it's gonna be pretty fun to sort of um uh, experience that again uh hopefully so <laughs> yeah i'm really looking forward to that and then um no man's guy it's it's so interesting because like jason you said six years and i i look back and i'm like wow it's been six years <laughs> um and uh that was a game that i that i played a little on on other platforms and um and it's just you know as i kind of like um hadn't played as much recently you you know i've just been hearing about all the all the additions to the game and and all the growth in the game and sort of seeing it again in the Nintendo Direct, it's it was it was kind of cool to be like to see all the things that are in the game now that maybe weren't um, the same when I first started playing. So um, I'm excited to get back in and like you said, um, you know maybe find a friend or two to play with um, for sure because I'm a big fan of kind of like the the base building and survival style gameplay and I I just remember that seamless action of like getting in the ship taking off flying into space and that just sort of being like one seamless scene was like always jaw-dropping and i i don't think it, it ever gets old so um i will definitely uh jump back into that game for sure and um disney speedstorm too that was one that surprised me because obviously um i feel like everyone's got an affinity for at least some of the characters you might have seen uh in that trailer and, and you know being able to like either use like mickey or like sully <laughs> <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. so many different all those characters. Disney and Pixar characters, yeah, yeah, it's kind of wild, and um, and the style is is really cool. It's it's like you know, it's got that kind of like cartoony style mixed with some realism. So, um, yeah, that's gonna be a fun one, and one that kind of surprised me. I'm definitely gonna check out. Yeah, and then I forgot to mention that, and another surprising thing about Disney Speedstorm is it's from the creators of the Asphalt games, which is pretty surprising. You know, that's some legit. Uh, racing cred there, yeah, and then um, and then also that's going to be free to play with seasons being added regularly. So you know, you, you, anybody can try it. You know, uh, risk free. It sounds like, and there'll be more characters, circuits, and carts added over time. So, and it's also going to be cross-platform uh, play as well. So, uh, lots of good stuff there. Um, and then uh, just uh, one thing that jumped out to me from Front Mission First uh, remake again. This is a um, an RPG, uh, I guess uh, it was originally a Square Enix game from the mid-90s released in Japan. I think I said that before, but it was a turn-based tactical RPG where you pilot these mechs called Vonzers and you kind of customize them by mixing and matching various parts. And, uh, and not only the kind of the 3D graphical upgrade looked pretty cool to me. Um, oh, and I guess they mentioned that a, a remake of the sequel, Front Mission 2, is coming in the future as well. But the thing that caught my attention, the Nintendo Direct, is how you can aim at specific enemy parts of of your of the enemy's mech in battle. And I love that it kind of reminded me of um, Eternal Darkness, actually, is kind of a deep cut back on Nintendo GameCube, where you could target kind of different limbs or whatever of the monsters you were fighting. Yeah. So I, I, the, that, I remember that having a lot of kind of fun strategic implications. So I'm looking forward to trying that here with Front Mission First Remake as well. And then finally, um, the last game here on our list, because it's the furthest out uh, from what we've seen in the Nintendo Direct, it's in September, and it was also the the final reveal in the Nintendo Direct, which is a big one, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, 
a pretty amazing trailer, in my opinion. Um, definitely got me interested to learn more about the story and the world and the setting. Um, you know, it talks about tying together uh, the futures of the worlds depicted in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2. Uh, so I can't wait to see what that means and, and kind of these games are so massive, you know, just being able to dive into them and spend potentially dozens and dozens of hours kind of immersing yourself in that world and learning the many different systems. Uh, always look forward to those games. Um, Jason, how about you? Are you a Xenoblade Chronicles guy or you think maybe you're going to try this one for the first time? Yeah, this this will definitely be uh, my first entrance, although... You know, with with this on the way, there are quite a few months be between uh, now and then where you know, definitive. I could pl- I could play Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, uh, check out Xenoblade Chronicles Two, uh, even that DLC. So uh, we'll see what the the summer months hold. But it, it's great to see this. Um, you know, who knows what what lies beyond for Xenoblade Chronicles? But uh, it, you know, it do- really does feel like a summation of Xenoblade Chronicles 1, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, like you'd noted, Chris, it's uh, kind of bridging the stories and, uh, you know, the futures of these worlds. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see how uh, this world evolves. I think that's one of the the things that I do know about Xenoblade Chronicles is that, um, you know, obviously it's a JRPG and, and it's all character-based and um, there's a lot of customization that goes into that, but the world has always felt like a big player because it's, you know, they're part of these uh, giant creatures, and we saw in the in the trailer this uh, world with a huge sword uh, rendered into <laughs> it, and uh, it's just a fascinating design. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think this was uh, quite a big pull, and the dramatic tension in the trailer too was was really good. Um, I think there's uh, going to be quite a bit of uh, stuff to look forward to that game. So uh, now that we've already now that we've seen it, I'm already ready for more. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and ready for a lot more because even though the trailer was was a pretty lengthy trailer, um, we still don't know a ton about the details of you know this game or, or what's going to be new. But um, you know, just based on what we saw in the Nintendo Direct, Anthony, what did you think? Yeah, so I. Uh, one, I'm really excited, and I think um, Nintendo Switch is this. It's like for people maybe who aren't as familiar with the the Xenoblade series, um, and I was definitely kind of one of them before um, I played on Nintendo Switch. Um, there's so there's so many um, games and so much content that you can you know dive into before um, before this game comes out. Understandably, it will take you know some time because they <laughs> they can be lengthy games <laughs> if you're if you're one to sort of accomplish everything. But um, I mean, even in Super Smash Bros, you know, you can play as Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles too. So um, yeah, I I definitely am excited. I I spent like maybe you know anywhere from like sixty to eighty hours in Xenoblade Chronicles too. So um, super immersive story. The world is definitely. Um, such a big player there, and um, it's kind of seeing it in the Xenoblade Chronicles three trailer. It it definitely it, it's like it almost it continues to look better, and it's just like kind of witnessing it again. You realize the scale of everything, because um, that's also a big thing in the game. It's just like there are these like just ginormous um, uh, environments, and and there's just so much so much to explore. So 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm excited again to learn more. I know it's like a a a, dec- a pretty um, good length trailer, but you know, there's probably still a lot more for us to see and learn. For sure, really looking forward to hearing a lot more about this game. As I said, that was the last game we're really going to dive in on. Uh, there are obviously loads more games coming out this year, including some others that have already been announced. But that's about as much as we can fit in today. Um, And I'm really looking forward to discussing many of these games in much more detail in future episodes, Um, plus some other games, obviously, that we couldn't get to today. But really quick, before we go, um, I asked you both beforehand to take the games we covered today and come up with the top three games that you're personally looking forward to the most. So, Jason, do you want to go first? You can just start with your number three game and count down to number one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so tough. I've been (laughs) staring at two that I... I'm like, is is it this? Is it this? Um, so I, I think just purely because it's made it into the realm of what I'm most excited for, uh, I will have to say uh, Splatoon 3 uh, is, is my third. Um, that, mm-hmm. again, don't have a ton of experience with the title uh, outside of, uh, you know, the, the small interactions I've had uh, in Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2, but... Um, I think this is going to be my my jumping on point, and I'm I'm really excited to to get into some uh, shooting on Nintendo Switch. Um, my number two, I feel like it has to be Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that uh, that title looks wonderful, joyful, bright, uh, super creative and imaginative. Um, something that I, I think uh, maybe often goes underappreciated. Um, and then oh, my number one, I, I think I think I have to go with uh, I think I have to go with Advance Wars. I think I have to go with Advance Wars. Um, that the, the list was incredibly hard. <laughs> Um, it definitely was. Yeah, but it, yeah, Advance Wars. It's just probably uh, the nearest and dearest to my heart, and and playing those uh, games in kind of a refreshed manner, and bringing in um, friends who maybe hadn't picked it up first uh, uh, when they first came out in the early two thousands, uh, and and playing some online. Uh, I, I really look forward to that experience, and I think it's going to occupy a lot of time for me this summer. Well, I can't fault you for that list. I think you could you could have many different top threes that I think would all be just as valid. So, um, Anthony, what do you think? I'm curious to see how much crossover you might have with with uh, Jason's list. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, I would say one title, but I'll start from three. Um, so probably my third one, I think it's going to be Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um just because that was a game that um, was fresh for me with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, and uh, it's just a game where every, kind of like every battle, every encounter, you have to think a little bit more um, than kind of what, you know, you would originally think. Like sort of that, that whole battle system is just really interesting and sort of how you um, how you make things flow pretty seamlessly. And just the scope of the game is, is amazing. So, you know, if you're, if you're into... You know, that little bit of extra strategy with battle and um, just sort of like those kind of big epic visuals, that's the game. So I'm definitely excited for that one. 
Um, number two, uh, I'm going to say Mario Strikers Battle League. Um, I did mention this earlier when we talked about it, but I'm particularly excited for the online club mode. Um, and uh, it just, I feel like it's definitely just going to add another layer of competition to the game um, that keeps you playing, keeps you going back to it. So um, definitely excited for that. And obviously any chance I can play as Waluigi, I'm going to take that. So um, <laughs> got that. And then number one for me, I think it's going to be Kirby. I, I feel like I, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, I feel like I need to give like special mention to Splatoon 3 because <laughs> that's one that like <laughs> I'm always going to be going back to like for a very long time. I know that. So, um, but in any case, I, you know, Kirby's coming up and um, again, everything we've seen in the game has just kind of like blown me away and how great some of the, the environments look um, and like the evolved copy abilities and just any chance I get to do like crazy new stuff with Kirby, uh, I'm, I'm in there. So, yeah, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I think I'm most excited for that right now. But man, this is really hard. It was really hard, and for me, I think pretty much everything outside of my top three you can just consider to be on the special mention list. And uh, a top five probably would have been at least a little more fair. But I, I don't know. I guess I kind of like torturing all of us. <laughs> but for me, my number three is actually. Um, not a game necessarily, but DLC. It's the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. Yes. Again, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, one of my all-time favorite games. And you're talking about doubling the number of courses. I cannot wait to get in there and play all those, uh, both um, you know, just in single player and especially online with people. And then um, my number two is Nintendo Switch Sports. Um, I really am looking forward to playing... Um, uh, not just uh, th this game and these 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 events, not just with uh, my family, but also with uh, just by myself. I mean, I, I get a lot of uh, joy out of kind of mastering these motion controls and and figuring out their nuances. And it looks like there's a lot here to really um, dive into and enjoy. And then number one, Anthony, I agree with you. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, it's just um, you know, platformers are my favorite genre, and especially 3D platformers. And this is Kirby's first real 3D platformer. So I'm just loving what I'm seeing. And with every new trailer, it seems like we're getting more and more cool features. And uh, I just know that when I get that game, I'm going to just dive into it and, and not stop until I've saved every little Waddle D, built out my town completely, and, and, and experienced all of the different, um, you know, mouthful kind of uh, modes. So couldn't be more excited for that one. But so many games to look forward to. And... And who knows, you know, if you were to ask me, um, you know, in the middle of the year or maybe even next week, my list might change a little bit and <laughs> yeah, probably even add some more games to it as we go throughout the year as well. So so that's it. And I, I super enjoyed it. I mean, as I was watching uh, the Nintendo Direct, I, I was just so looking forward to talking about it with you guys. So Jason and Anthony, thanks so much for coming back on the show today. Yeah. Anytime. Of yeah. course. Anytime for sure. Always fun. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. All right. See ya. Thanks. Bye. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Power Podcast. If you have any comments or questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show, you can email us at nintendopowerpodcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, we always appreciate it if you can leave a review and be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening and keep playing with power. Power.